Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird, and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Let's get into it. Big topic this week that everyone was covering. Everyone was a mix of outrage and agree agreement and just kind of all over the place. I'm talking about Cam Newton from his podcast, Fourth and One with Cam Newton. Talking about game changers versus game managers. Now, this was became such a hot topic was he named players like Brock Purdy, Tua, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott as game managers. And, you know, he's got a couple of those right, you would think. You know, Jared Goff, Tua, okay, maybe he can... I know we're kind of biased on Brock Purdy because he's a seventh-round pick, last in the draft. You know, if he was the first overall pick and he was doing what he's doing, we'd say, oh, second coming of Jesus right here. But because he's not... We like to point the finger at Shanahan, McCaffrey, Debo's offensive line and say he's a product of the system, which that's kind of fair. But at the same time, he is, along with Dak Prescott, they're the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You know, if you look at all the stats, they're one and two on pretty much everything meaningful. Uh, They have the best records in the NFL. You know, they're, they're winning games by... Brock Purdy, I think last week, threw for 368 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, so it's calling, you know, kind of calling these guys game managers, which realistically, there's, it's, it's not a dirty word. I think people, when they hear someone get called a game manager, they could kind of get a little, a little triggered by it. It's like, whoa, this guy makes plays. It's like, yeah, you can make plays as a game manager. It's fine. You know, I think the classic game manager you're looking for is someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, who was there before Brock Purdy in, in San Francisco. And that's that's probably more true or more accurate for him, considering, you know, he's highly efficient. I think he had something crazy like 70, over 70% win rate. You know, he went to a Super Bowl. He just was efficient. He never really wowed you. Every now and then he had a game where he went off pretty good. But it was never, like, no one ever really thought Garoppolo was an elite quarterback. You know, if he did sit behind Tom Brady, came over and San Fran just started winning right away. And just, that's that's more true to the, just the, the game manager section. But for me personally, you know, the, another thing that Cam Newton said on his podcast that I think really, you know, first off, Cam Newton, obviously, NFL MVP, been to Super Bowl. You know, he's he had some of the highest of highs in a career. Now, you can't, nothing that he's saying, you know, is you can discredit because he was a great player. You know, at the same time, I think people that are draw, uh, having a, uh, a problem with what he's saying, he's not really giving anything to back up his claims. You know, granted, he's just doing what pretty much everyone has a podcast does. They give their opinion on it. You know, he just happens to be an NFL 
former NFL quarterback who won an MVP went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, you can put stock in it or not, depending on how you feel about Cam Newton. But, I mean, like, he has a producer on there when he was going off about it. One thing he mentioned was they're asked to not lose a game rather than to win a game, which, you know, that's true to a sense when you have a backup quarterback and you don't want them to lose the game for you. You're not necessarily asking them to win it. Just keep you, just don't make mistakes. Allow your strengths, like your, it's a run game or your defense to win the game for you. Just do your part. But, you know, it comes back to Dak Prescott. He's obviously the driving force in their offense. You know, it's definitely not the run game. Their defense, you know, they've had their moments where they're far better than their offense, especially when it comes to putting up points. But, I mean, since that uh, San Francisco beatdown, Dak Prescott's been just lights out. You can say it's against bad teams, whatever, but you still have to go out there and make those throws. He's made some great throws, you know, since that week five, week six against the Chargers. He's been the number one quarterback in the league. So he's been asked to win the games, and that's what he's done. He's won the games. So that definitely, you know, makes him a game changer in my my mind. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, there's, I don't think necessarily game changer and game manager are two separate things. You can, you can be both. I mean, you have aspects of both, which is kind of ideal. Like, if you look at Tom Brady, probably, you know, you could definitely make the claim that he's a game manager who also changed the game when he needed to. Those early years of uh, the Patriots, you know, like that their strength was their defense. Their defense was just killing people. And all he had to do really was just check downs, make a couple throws here and there. To his credit, though, that's why he falls into the game changer category as well, is he came back and won you know, those fourth quarter drives, two-minute drills, and he ends up winning Super Bowls. I mean, but, you know, until his moments, he managed the game far better than anyone else that's ever played the game. You know, he's not always lighting you, lighting you up for, you know, 500 yards a game, but we've seen him when he has the big-time receivers like Randy Moss. That year was just sensational. You know, they broke all the records, those two. So he has those aspects, and that's what you can say with Dak, with this new offense of Mike McCarthy. You know, he's asked to win the games, but at the same time, he's managing it very well. He's number one quarterback on third downs right now, which is fantastic. I mean, that's what that's what you want out of your an elite quarterback is they want to, you have to be able to manage a game as opposed to just trying to change it. Like Cam Newton, obviously, one of the great, you know, he falls definitely in that game changer category, which is incredible. You know, when he's on the field, he it's you know, to a degree it's boom or bust. You know, he's lighting him up, he's just putting up crazy stats. You always have a chance when he's in the game. But as you know, a crazy stat I learned because of you know, everyone, everyone's covering this, so everyone's looking in the cam now. And a crazy stat I saw was that uh, he hasn't had – he never had back-to-back winning seasons, which is kind of crazy because when you think about Cam Newton, you know, you think about that 15-1 and season, the 12-4 and season, just, you know, like some of the just great quarterback play from him. But, you know, after the – we'll have, you know, go, they'll go 9-7 and seven, then the next year, 6-10. and 10. It's like – 15 and 1, then they fall off and lose, have a losing season. It's just, it's kind of crazy how that happens. And it's, you know, when you kind of look at, like, okay, is that what you want out of your quarterback? No, I mean, you definitely want the elite status, the high, the super highs that he had. 
but you kind of want some consistency too. You want that game manager little bit of him. And that's the great thing about Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's you always have a chance when he's on the field. That's that game changer aspect of it. But he's so good at just managing the game, going to the line, reading the defense, you know, making the adjustments as needed. You know, that's managing the game at an elite level. You know, like I think Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen definitely fall into the game changer where they just they can just get on you quick. But as we've seen, you know, maybe more so Lamar than Josh Allen just doesn't really manage the game. If he's not able to make those 50-yard runs just to drive the team down there and then get them in position to win, he struggles and the, the offense looks rough. They haven't had that playoff success that you would expect from someone who was a unanimous MVP, someone who definitely falls in that game-changer category. I mean, it's there's definitely people that fall into those categories, but I don't think necessarily they're exclusive. You can definitely be a game changer who also manages the game. I mean, Dak Prescott, you know, you see him at the line, he's taking forever to, he's adjusting here and there, picking up the blitz and all that. So that's, that's part of the game managing, but he's also, you know, breaking out of sacks making the touchdown passes. You know, it's just, he has that it factor, that game changer factor. Another thing that, like, if you haven't seen his uh, Cam Newton's podcast, I'd recommend go seeing it. I think he does new episodes every Wednesday. It's, uh, as you know, Cam Newton, he's a very charismatic guy, entertaining. And the production on his, on his uh, podcast is actually pretty top-notch. I was, it's entertaining. It was my first time watching it. So I was getting the, the first experience. It was, it's really good stuff. You know, the production value is great. You know, he's just an entertaining guy. So if you're definitely... You want your sports, you want your NFL talk, and you want to be entertained, go check them out. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it was a very great topic that everyone covered this week. And given on what's going on this uh, today on Sunday, I'm sure people will reference it again this week. I mean, it's not going to go away. I mean, this is definitely... After today, people are definitely going to be throwing more people into the game manager position, game changer topic, but we'll see. One of the things that I also was, I thought was kind of funny when he was talking about how how Brock Purdy and Dak, how like they you know the game managers. He also talked about how Jared Goff's the game manager, but he also threw uh, in the next breath, he mentioned how Jared Goff was his current MVP, which is kind of like, ah, you're calling this guy who's not up there statistically with Dak and Brock Purdy. He's your MVP. I mean, granted, he pit uh, McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill above them, which, you know, I, I've said before in the past, I like that. I, I like when people that aren't quarterbacks are playing at such a high level and on the verge of making history in their position, you kind of want to see them win the MVP because of how valuable they are. We saw last week when uh, Tyreek Hill, when he went out, how kind of that – Dolphins offense kind of fell apart a little bit. You know, they ended up losing. But you know, today they obviously bounced back, dropped 30 points. Yeah, so no Tyreek Hill. But he's definitely he's right on the game changer aspect for positions like that with McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, three weeks left of the NFL. We'll see where all these 
game changers and game managers end up on the MVP race. Definitely after this Sunday, Brock Purdy's going to, you know, he'll definitely be in that solo number one position for MVP, in my opinion. All right, and that's all I got for that. I'm taking a short little break. Welcome back, and let's get into it. We are talking Draymond Green getting ejected again. This is his third ejection of the season. Did a nice little spinning, almost punch, more of an open hand slap slash, you know, palm strike, whatever you want to call it, during the Suns game. And just, it's just another, it's just another Draymond incident that kind of makes you go, come on. And the crazy part is he is just coming off his five game suspension where he choked out Rudy Gobert, not choked out, but started a chokehold on Rudy Gobert. I mean, it's kind of, this is kind of like silly at this point when you really look at it. It's just another, another Draymond incident. You know, we get him more frequently, I guess now, but over his career, you know, he was just, he went from, you know, the groin shots with, you know, the earlier one was LeBron, but it's just, that was kind of like, oh, he just ended up just kicking guys in the balls. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. Then, of course, you know, it gets more and more. He got ejected from the, the finals, during the finals where the where LeBron and the Cavs ended up coming back and beating the Warriors. You know, it's just, he's always doing something. And, you know, this isn't, you know, player of the year or defensive player of the year, Draymond Green anymore. This is much older, slowed down. He's not giving you the the kind of production you were, you're used to. So it's kind of like the more and more antics is kind of just, you got to kind of think at what point, you know, there's someone really going to do something about it. But, you know, at this point in his career, you know, he's four time champion, probably a first ballot hall of famer. He just got that big contract over a hundred million. You know, I don't know what the details are about guaranteed money or, what would disqualify him from earning a portion of it? But I mean, it's just like he's already at this point in his career. He's not going to, he's probably set. Draymond's Draymond, you know, he's not going to do a whole lot of changing, probably. I know they suspended him indefinitely. You know, they did the same thing with John Morant last year. You know, when you kind of hear that, you go, whoa, indefinitely. But then you kind of realize, ah, that could be anything. You know, they allowed Ja to do like 48 hours of counseling down there in my our Florida before coming back to play. So you think of Draymond, it's, people are saying 10 to 15 game suspension was kind of warranted here just because, you know, of how bad the action was because like he wasn't, it's just not a basketball play at all. I know people defended, somewhat defended his uh, chokehold on Rudy Gobert because you know, they're like, oh, he's coming to the aid of a teammate. You know, like, to a degree he was. Like, I don't think, Grant, you know, I got the Monday morning quarterback version of it. You know, you're watching the highlight and you see it's like, oh, okay, Rudy Gobert's not really grabbing Clay like, too bad. Like, it's not that aggressive. But I guess in the moment from the angle Draymond had, you can make the argument, oh, it looks bad. So he goes in there, but he... <laughs> You know, there's another thing where it's just like they're all million dollar athletes. You know, they're not 
fighters. You know, this isn't, you know, at the down at the basketball court around the corner from where you live. I mean, these are all millionaire just guys that play a game. I mean, it's it's not that serious. It's not the 70s or the 60s, the 80s, wherever you want to say, where people are fist fighting each other. It's it's really not that serious. Like no one wants to fight. Like it's that's not real mess up. Maybe Draymond, I guess. But uh, like I, when people say, like, "Oh, he's attacking," he's attacking Clay Thompson. I was like, "Ah, is he really?" I mean, they're they're grabbing onto each other and jogging a bit. But like, it's not. You're not saving anyone's life by running in there and trying to, you know, assist with a fight. But yeah, so ten to fifteen games. What people are saying. I haven't seen any solid information on that. I know they were, they were talking about Draymond is going to need to meet a certain number of requirements for the league before they reinstate him. And that's fair. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like you got to try something besides just two, three games here, five games here. Because, I mean, you're really – you can only take so much money away from a guy making $100 million. I mean, he's he's going to be fine. You know, uh, it's just, it's tough to see because it's just, it really kind of just like ruins the game a bit because it's a, it was a good game. You know, Suns came back and ended up winning probably to a degree because of this Draymond going out. So it's just, but, you know, instead of talking about the game, we're talking about Draymond and his antics. And it's, that's a shame when antics like that really kind of overshadow the actual gameplay. Uh, this is also incident is really causing some kind of some unintended kind of negative talk about Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, and the, the Warrior franchise because they're kind of just you know they're looking at it and going, what's going on over there? Where these guys you know they've been with they've had Draymond for so many years they every day you know and they're really no one's like really kind of like been able to control him. I don't want to say control, but like they're it's uh no one's really been harping on the you know the leadership there like hey why do you have a player who's just so out of control you know he, he absolutely just cheap shot at Jordan Poole over the off season last year and it was just you know no one really you know they kind of go well you know Michael Jordan did it back in the day it's like ah yeah but we never saw footage and it was just word of mouth you know and just because Jordan did didn't, didn't make it right you know and Draymond Green's not Jordan. Jordan Poole's not Steve Kerr. So, I mean, trying to kind of just wash it on the rug, especially when it's a player who's had these kind of, you know, antics kind of a whole life's career. Like, it's just, there's signs all over the place. But, you know, if it's, they made the comparison, hey, if this was a, a teammate on LeBron's team, he'd be getting, LeBron would be getting, you know, crucified for his leadership skills, you know. But then again, it's why none of this is happening on LeBron's teams because he's a great leader. Definitely got to look around and go, why isn't anyone really on his team or in his camp really just kind of being like, hey, just knock it off. Just play the game. I don't know. It's wild. And for me, when you really kind of like step back and look at it, it's it's crazy that uh, in the NBA, probably more so than other leagues, you know, you definitely – you look at stuff like in the NFL, and it's hard to really be that much of a dirty player there and kind of 
keep coming back. I mean, trying to think over the over the years, Dominican Sue, he was one that was always kind of labeled dirty because he was, you know, cheap shotting people and stuff like that and getting the big fines. Uh, Matt Jones a little bit was getting a little little chippy there this year and last year. People talking about him, but I mean, if you if you look at it from like a non sports aspect, it's kind of like it's kind of crazy that someone could do this and like still, you know, be employed. You know, try to like think about your day job and if you just had someone there, <laughs> you know, they get into an argument, you know, they punch out or punch out a coworker, choke a coworker, just constant stuff like wow, like these. He's still employed here, still doing stuff. It's just, it's kind of crazy to think that only in really professional sports, you can really just like attack people and, you know, they'll slap you on the wrists, send you home for a couple of days and you come back and play. Kind of wild. And, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see just because Draymond, like I said, he's a four-time champion, a defensive player of the year, going to be a hall of famer, but when it comes down to when all is said and done, when you think Draymond Green, you're probably going to think, you know, the antics. You know, you look at Ron Artest slash, you know, uh, Metal World Peace. What do you really, like when you hear that for the first time, what do you, or when you hear that, the first thing that comes to your mind is Malice at the Palace. You know, running up in the stands, just absolute chaos. And that, that one moment overshadows kind of his career in a sense. As opposed to now with Draymond, you know, when you just, there's literally highlight reels, just, you know, people put their TikToks together, YouTube videos together, and it's just, you know, just videos of him kicking people in the nuts, stomping on people's chests, choking people out. And, you know, he's, you know, depending on when he comes back from this, you know, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe something will happen again, just add to the video collection. So it is kind of, Sad in that respect, like to such a great player who's had a great career, is more likely his career is going to come, you know, be summed up as dirty player to a degree, and that's unfortunate because he's he was he is a great player, you know, and deserves more recognition for the for the dynasty the Warriors created. But you know, unfortunately, these uh, on the court incidents they're really going to just affect him with that, and I mean, there's definitely. Other dirty players in the league. I mean, remember uh, Grayson Allen when he was at Duke. You know, he got a lot of got a lot of heat. You know, he did a lot of the legs sticking out, a lot of this and that. His first year with the Bucks, I remember he had another one of those incidents, and it was just like, "Ooh, this guy's a dirty player." But past couple of years, I feel like he's really someone pulled him aside and was like, "Hey, that's you can't do that." So that's an example of someone. I think getting, you know, probably talked to in the locker room, behind the scenes, and really getting set on the right path. Something that I guess Draymond really never got because I guess they wanted that enforcer style player, which is nice to have when you know when you're when you're being able to, you know, protect your players, this, but at certain points kinda like you're really just hurting the team. I mean the Warriors, they without him look kinda kinda soft. And it's rough for the team aspect, especially like especially in those close games when this happens, and you the other team you gift them however many free throws and the ball, so it's just a huge motivation swing. It's tough, it's tough, and you know it's 
That's all I got on Draymond, you know. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.